Welcome to another episode of the Behind the Mark Podcast with your host, Mark Myers, the sports talk show where we talk about Georgia high school athletics, college sports, and the day's hot topics regarding sports. Today I have a guest on my show, Coach Kurt Miller, um, newly appointed Oconee County High School Athletic Director, um, former uh, County Athletic Director in Henry County Schools, which is uh, where I used to be. Uh, welcome to the show. Coach, glad to be here, and uh, thanks for having me. Hey, I appreciate you. You know, you right now, uh, you're a very busy man, and glad you took some time to, you know, come talk with me for a little bit today and uh, interview you. You know, uh, you was one of the first guys I actually thought about talking to once I started the podcast and kind of give everybody a little history about how I know Coach Miller uh, I met him when I, I worked in the Henry County school system, and um, I kind of just, you know, learned about him through through, uh, through through that time and my time there, you know, learning about the, the history of his dad as a coach and everything. We're going to talk a little bit about his dad in the, in the episode also, but uh, I was really, really, uh, really, really interested in, you know, kind of learning about some of the things that I felt like, you know, you, you did while you was the athletic director in Henry County and, you know, interested also in talking about some of your plans that you have for your new position. Uh, so, you know, before we, you know, get into that, let's talk, tell me a little bit about your journey and how you got to, you know, where you are right now. So, you know, it, I've got a kind of unique growing up, I guess you could say, I, you know, I grew up a coach's son and, uh, you know, my parents, they moved to Henry County in uh, the early 80s from Cartersville when my dad was a coach. And, uh, you know, I, I just knew growing up that I was always going to be a coach and a teacher. Uh, there's really never a doubt in my mind. And, uh, you know, from being in a in, in a walker at, at practice, being kicked around the floor by the players, to, you know, going in and doing warm-ups with them at games. And, and uh, you know, I just I always wanted to do that. And, uh, you know, when I graduated Henry County, I went and played basketball for two years up at Reinhardt and then, uh, transferred down to Georgia Southern and finished out. My last year there, I was a community coach at Southeast Bullet with John Page. And I also met my wife at Georgia Southern. She played volleyball down there and then, you know, came back home. And, uh, you know, I started teaching at Henry Middle in 2001. And, and, you know, all of my professional career has been in Henry County Schools. And uh, in 04, Dutchtown opened. And uh, we were able to open up that school. And I was the first boys basketball coach there and had a great staff. And actually, it's funny that... Uh, me and myself and a lot of the players that we had back then, and we've been Facebook, Facebooking back and forth and kind of joking around about some of the good times we had. And then in 07, uh, Ola High School had a had an athletic director opening and a boys basketball job, and uh, Ross Eddings took a chance on me at 29 years old. And, and uh, you know, that really gave me my kickstart as being an athletic director. And, uh, you know, throughout my time at Ola, you know, my dad had a just tremendous coaching career and AD career. I mean, he's in both Hall of Fames, the GADA and the GACA, but I just grew to love the AD role and, and the leadership piece of being an athletic director. And uh, it kind of consumed me. And, uh, you know, it was just time that I knew that, that uh, I couldn't put forth the effort and energy that was needed to lead the young man as a basketball coach, but I knew I could do it as an athletic director and I wanted to do it. And so that's kind of what... That kind of, that's kind of what put me on this path. And then, uh, you know, I took a year off and I was the teacher on special assignment with health and PE for the Henry County School District. And then uh, after that year, the uh, current AD, Vicki Davis, she retired 
and then I applied for the position and got it. So I'm, I'm completing my fourth year in that role as the district athletic director. Well, definitely, you know, uh, a journey for you. And, um, you know, I actually learned a couple of things just now about you. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I really, really, you know, I, I ask this question all the time to people who are kind of in the same position as you. Uh, two weeks ago, I talked to uh, Coach Andy Dorsey, who gave me my first actual coaching job, and now he's an athletic director. And so I always asked him, you know, hey, you know, what made you put down the whistle? Because for me right now, you know, I, I really would love to go into administration someday, but not right now. I still kind of feel like I got a lot more I want to do as a coach. And, you know, he was also a guy who I felt like, man, you know, you were still kind of early in your coaching career when you kind of put the whistle up. So I think it's very interesting to see, you know, in your position, you know, what made you put the whistle up. And, um, you know, I think, you know, like you said, I think, you know, when it's time to move on and you felt like, you know, you, 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 you wanted to try something different that you felt like you could reach uh, these young men and young women. And uh, so very, very interesting there. Um, I want to talk about your dad a little bit. You know, obviously, you know, me being in Henry County for a long time, um, I learned uh, obviously who your dad was. And, you know, he's pretty much basically, you know, a legend in Henry County. He's in the Hall of Fame uh, in, in a couple of different Hall of Fames. But, you know, you growing up in Henry County, coming in, uh, coaching, turned to an athletic director uh did you ever feel like you know there was some sort of pressure you know because you know here it is you're coming into these roles and your dad was pretty much a legend in that county you know i, I always embraced it um you know I, I never felt pressure and i never put pressure on myself like i i, I wanted to go out and you know and he and i talked about that a little bit but i honestly wanted to go out and do my own thing i mean there were things that the way he ran his program, and, and I did things differently. You know, not all, not everything was different, but some was just because I wanted to put my own touch on my own program. Um, you know, but you know, offensively, we still had the same the same mindset with the flex. And you know, a lot of people give me they make jokes and stuff about it, but at the same time, they knew that if you couldn't defend all the all the cuts and all the different things that we're going to do, if you you know if you take one thing away from it, well, we got three other things that we're going we're going to do to attack it, and so. Um, you know, knowing that that fear was still there, even though it was the flex and it was, you know, it was the, the new the new offense, um, you know, we still ran that. But at the same time, you know, as I get to my time at Dutchtown, um, that second year, we were pretty good. And then that third year, you know, we started off 11-1 and one and uh, ranked in the top 10. And this is just the third year of the school, the first year we had seniors. And, you know, now we're running the gunner. And, uh, you know, we had, some, we had some hurdles that we had to overcome. And, and by the end of the year, the season was so long and we had we were just platooning five and five and you know we had to go back and we actually ended up running the flex a little bit towards the end of that season just because that's just what we needed to do but you know going back to dad you know I, I always embraced everything that he accomplished and um you know i just it, it just you know i i kind of also got my my head coaching start I, it was also very unique because when i came back from georgia southern and started teaching i was the head eighth grade coach and then in 04 i was the head varsity coach in 07, I got another head varsity coaching job. So I was very fortunate to become head coaches at three different schools without being an assistant. And there's all, that was also detrimental to me because I didn't get to learn from a lot of head coaches besides my dad and Coach Page. 
Um, you know, I would do my due diligence and going to clinics and talking to coaches and, and trying to watch their practices and pick up things. But, you know, I, I, I was a head coach for a pretty long time. And, uh, you know, and it was it was a lot of things that just kind of went into that that I was like, you know what, I've got young kids and I want to see them do their things and, and I don't want to miss that. And, and the, the athletic director piece is just something I really love. So that, that kind of is all how that, that all went down. Well, definitely, definitely uh, can understand that, and uh, that, that's a great way to put it. You know, you know that you actually embraced that position rather than kind of looked at it as as a pressure situation. Um, you know, I, I want to talk to you know a little bit about uh, your job in, in Henry County when you when you came in, and I was actually still in the county at that time when you took over from Ricky Davis. When I first got hired uh, as the head coach at Dutchtown, uh, Mickey Davis was the AD. And then I think the following year, you stepped in, I think it was. Or maybe it might have been my last year there. I'm not sure. But when I first came into Henry County in 2009 with Kevin Whitley, who we both know, when Kevin Whitley took the Stockbridge job, uh, I remember you know, him giving me a call saying, hey, you know, would you come down to Stockbridge with me? And I knew absolutely nothing about Henry County. I knew nothing about Stockbridge. Uh, I'm not even sure if I even <laughs> been to the county yet. But when I got there, one of the things I realized was that Henry County was very, very behind as far as athletics as a whole compared to the rest of the, the counties in the metro area. I mean, we were behind in facilities. We were behind in pay. Everything. But what I saw was that people within the athletics uh, administration in the county were slowly trying to change it. And then when you got in office, I kind of felt like you gave it that extra nudge or push. And now, you know, when you look at athletics in Henry County, it is definitely on par with uh, with everyone else in the metro area as far as facilities. I mean, you know, when I first got to Henry County, there were there were concrete tracks. Now everybody has rubber tracks. Uh, everybody has turf fields. So I think when you look at the county overall, uh, it's very easy to attract coaches to want to come there. Um, so, you know, I say all that to say, you know, you guys have done a great job with, with all of that stuff. Uh, what are some of the things that, you know, you wanted to do during your time there uh, to, to make sure you guys were, you know, athletically competitive and on the same level with everyone else in the metro area, like with regards to you know facilities, pay, everything. Right. So I, you know, that was uh, that all those projects that, that took place. You know, I, with the very beginning piece of the of the turf fields and the rubber tracks and the, even the auxiliary gyms. Um, that was my first year out of Ola, and uh, you know I was able to tag along with Vicky Davis and Josh Malcolm and, and some of the other. Uh, you know, maintenance folks as, as we were going around and looking and, and meeting with Phil Turf or whoever it was that was going to end up doing our, our uh, you know, doing our facilities. And, uh, you know, when it came up for folks with the SPLOS, the East SPLOS, you know, our community just came out and they really supported that because, um, you know, anytime you, that your schools are, are thriving and being successful, it's just a destination that people want to move to. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate the compliments on that, but there were, there were a lot of people that had a, that had a lot to do with with all those upgrades um and you know and i was just kind of watching everybody do the work and then watching it happen um, you know it happened to roll out while i was in position however um there was a lot of work done before 
I got there to, to make sure all that happened. Um, but but I will agree with you. We've uh, Henry has just seen such a you know such an increase in success in athletics. Not only not only wins and losses, but the number of D1 scholarships, the number of female scholarships, the, the sports we've added. Um, you know how deep our teams are going in the state playoffs. I mean, you know, I remember six years ago if we had one team make it to the final four. Man, that was that was county news. And now somebody makes it to the final four, it's an expectation. And and that's where you want to get. You know, you want to appreciate, you know, all the all the all the seasons, but at the same time, you know, having that expectation of greatness now is just something that it's it's uh it's infectious and you know, everybody's trying to, to one up each other and, and, and do it the right way, but everybody's trying to be successful. And uh, you know, I think facilities and, and all that that plays into that. Yeah, well, you know, I, I definitely think uh the county is definitely uh, you know, on par with uh, with the definitely the surrounding counties uh, when it comes to all, all those things I talked about. Uh, I I still live in the county, even though I don't teach and coach in the county anymore. I still live in the county, and I made Henry County my home, and that was a big part of it because I saw uh, how the communities here were growing and uh, the things that were going on in Henry County. Me and my wife we decided to settle down here, so. Uh, definitely big compliments to everybody involved, you know, whatever your job and your role was and all that. Uh, so one of the things that I thought was unique and creative that I saw, and I, once again, I don't know if you actually created it or if it was, uh, you know, a bunch of people involved in it, but I saw that you came up with the uh, exp- aspiring athletic director cohort. And I thought when I first saw it and you were kind of tweeting out about it, I said, man, that's that's pretty neat. Like, because, you know, there are a lot of people who want to get in that AD role. And this is something that will kind of give them sort of that experience before they can, you know, actually get in that role. And they are very well prepared once they finally get in there. Sort of like, you know, uh, what I went through, I went through the TAP program as a teacher. So that was like a program that helped me to, you know, get prepared and ready for, you know, the classroom. This was more so for an athlete director position. You know, what was the purpose of, of creating that? And, you know, what, you know, what, what, what was the outcome of it? So I had to, I, I did have an idea of wanting to do that, but, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know how to start it. And I mentioned it to uh, two of my friends who were in Gwinnett, John Weir and Brian DeBerry, and uh, they had something similar in Gwinnett. And, I think they discontinued it, but uh, you know, I, I ran some things by them, and they told me what the kind of they had, how they had theirs designed, and, and so I took it and I just completely designed it for Henry County. I mean, as far as all the way down to maintenance, how to work orders, and, and what is the school responsible for, what is the county responsible for, um, and then like on that day, it would be the maintenance day. So we would go over all those procedures, guidelines, work orders, and then I would have the maintenance department. They would actually come in and speak to that group and answer questions and just kind of tell them what they do, why they do it, and, and how they do it. And then we would have a GHSA day. Um, you know, Dr. Hines has been very gracious in coming uh, both times uh, that, that he's been in office, and then before that, Jay Russell came uh, while Gary Phillips was in, in office. And, you know, they, they having those a, those aspiring ADs see the face of GHSA and understand that they're not the bad people that everybody makes them out to be. They're just there to enforce the rules that the executive committee puts in the white book and and then going through the process of you know i have a i have a list of things that they have to go through and find out if they're accurate or not and you know one of them is the you know turning 19 before may 1st you know a lot of people don't 
wrong with it. And, uh, you know, just having those little bitty exercises to make them understand what an athletic director does, I think it's very important. And, and to, to get back to your initial question, the reason behind creating the cohort was the very first year I was there in the, in the AD role, we had seven new ADs. As I was transitioning into the job, there were seven new ADs transitioning into the school level job. And I'm thinking to myself, my goodness, that's a lot of people that have, had, that have zero experience as an athletic director. So, you know, I'm working with them through the year trying to help them, you know, understand the role. Not only that, they're teaching their classes and they're coaching their teams. And then uh, the second year, we get ready to roll out the cohort and there's six new ADs. So there's in two years, our district's got 13 new ADs out of 21. Because the middle, I include middle school in that too. So we had 10 high schools, 11 middle schools. So that's that's a high number, and uh, and so at that point, you know, it was an agreed that, that with uh, with my boss at the time, Aaron Schmiel, that we needed to do something. And so that cohort was approved by the Gold Academy with Dr. Dr. Harden, and then they funded the whole thing. And so we had nine meeting sessions with that once a month. Uh, the the month of January we met twice. December was a shadow month, and then probably the coolest thing we did was the simulation day, and it was our last day, but. I would bring in uh, my other colleagues from the district to come in, and they would either act as a mad parent or they would do a simulated interview process. And uh, Jasper Jewell, <laughs> out of ABS, is one of my dearest friends. He is the best mad football parent I think I've ever seen. I'm, I'm <laughs> hoping Hollywood doesn't call him and pull him away from us, but he did just a phenomenal job. And, and they knew when to stop. If the, if the AD was handling things right, they knew when to stop and then tell them, hey, this is what you did great. You might want to consider doing this, but overall you handled this perfectly. Or, hey, this we don't need to do that. You don't need to get a make this a confrontation. And so it was just really good feedback. And probably one of the more uh, important things that happened through that we had one member of the cohort come to me. Um, we're about four four lessons in, and uh, she says, "You know what? I, I thought I wanted to be an athletic director. I, I see what it's all about, and I don't want to do it anymore." And she almost got a job like the previous year so I'm glad that she went through the cohort and realized that before she was sitting in that seat and it was too late so uh, but she stayed in the cohort she wanted to stay in it but she just realized that she didn't want it she didn't want that position wow that's that's definitely uh, an eye opener and um, you know definitely I think it sounds like it's, it's something great and hopefully they'll continue can continue on with that for, for years even though you know you, you're transitioning on um you know a, another thing that kind of came up in the past few years uh was the georgia athletic directors association and this was something else that i started to kind of look at and learn about um and i saw that you were a part of it and uh, obviously all the athletic directors around the state you know for the listeners tell Tell people kind of what is the purpose and the mission of, of the Georgia Athletic Directors Association. And also, you know, how do you become a member if you want to be a member? So, you know, nowadays, every pretty much every sport's got a got an association for the head coaches or their coaches. Like, you know, the Football uh, Coaches Association in Georgia, Travis Nolan, I think, is the president of it. And he's actually our football coach here at Oconee. Um, but, you know, they've got a board. And, and what they do, they're, they're basically the voice for football in the state of Georgia. And, uh, you know, in, in the GADA, the Georgia Athletic Directors Association, is really the voice for ADs in the state of Georgia. And, you know, the one thing that we pride ourselves on in that association is the, the leadership and development that we can provide 
through the national office for the ADs in the state. Um, you know, a lot of people think associations are, you know, let's just, you know, let's join this thing. I'm not really sure what we'll do with this, but we're going to be a part of it because it gives us an insurance coverage of a million dollars or whatever. And, uh, you know, with the GADA at our annual conference, which we didn't get to have this year, but, uh, but we offer close to 10 classes, maybe a little bit more than that, of, of 80 training. Their LTI or LTC classes are four hours apiece, but it's uh, legal issues. Um, it can be on Title IX. It can be on, you know, how do you develop your coaching staff, uh, facility care. I mean, there's so many classes that you can take, and you get certifications from that. There's an RAA. There's a CAA, which is a Certified Athletic Administrator, and then the highest one is a Certified Master Athletic Administrator. And I just got mine two years ago for that. But um, the, the, the development piece on how to become a good AD and what to look for, you know, how do you go about being a good AD? You know, how do you go about starting up a program and, and implementing policy and procedure and, uh, you know, and all those things? And, you know, and, and probably the most important part is the the network that you can create by meeting all the ADs throughout the state. You know, that's the one thing I've always prided myself on is, is I wanted to have the, the biggest net of friends. I, can, I, I try to cast my net as wide as I can to just have as many colleagues and friends that I can call on if I need help. Um, you know, if I've got a coach that's, that's looking for a position in their district, I can call them. Um, you know, and a lot of people call me because somebody in Henry County is trying to leave and go to their county. And, you know, that's been something I've always been fine with if somebody wants to leave or leave me or leave the district if they're going to better themselves i'm all i'm all for that i'm all for somebody trying to better themselves and uh you know i get a lot of phone calls just people doing you know just uh reference calls on old people and uh you know that's why i always just try to make sure that there's never any bridges burned or or anything like that uh just you know always try to do the right thing but but that the ad association has been really good to me it's been uh you know, I think it's really good for ADs in the state. And, you know, you can go on the website, uh, gadacoaches.org, and you can join right there. And uh, there's a way to do it via credit card, or uh, you can mail a check up to Joe Sanfilippo, who is our executive director. Uh, I mentioned Jasper Duell earlier. He is our uh, current president, and then I'll roll into that job after the March conference in 2021. I'm, I'm the current vice president. Okay. Definitely. Uh definitely great information there and uh like you said I, I you know one thing i've learned is that uh, networking is definitely your best friend uh like you said casting your net <laughs> and making sure that you know you have a, a group of people who you know you know very well who uh you know can help you when you need help or you know talk to for advice when you have questions and uh you know i think we, we all need that and i don't think you would i don't think you can make it in, in our line of work without that uh, I tell people all the time that I've learned that networking is your best friend uh, some of the jobs that I've gotten is because of who I know <laughs> you know I mean obviously you know your body of work but also uh, I think it helps knowing the right people so uh, hopefully even though uh, you know me and you we didn't get to work together for a long time hopefully if you ever get a call about me you got some great things to say <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, we're also uh, Georgia Southern Eagles too. So. <laughs> Definitely, yep. <laughs> uh, so I want to transition on into your new your new position. Uh, I'm pretty sure the people of Henry County uh, they're they're a little sad to see you go, and uh, you know, like I said, you've done some great things there. Uh, talk a little bit about what made you you know leave. What, what made you want to go to this new job and transition? Well, 
so when I first started teaching in 01, I, uh, you know, everybody sets goals for themselves and, and what they want to do. And, and uh, you know, as crazy as it sounds, I said I wanted to be, I wanted to have my doctorate by the time I was 30 and I wanted to be a superintendent. Um, I didn't quite meet the 30 mark on my doctorate, but I did end up getting it. Um, but, uh, you know, it would be very difficult for me to transition to a superintendent's role in, in that current job. Um, I love that role as the county AD, and I love Henry County. Um, you know, that wasn't an easy decision to leave. But uh, my wife works for the Georgia Department of Economic Development. In her region, her territory is northeast Georgia. And uh, she would have to drive, you know, there'd be some morning because we lived in Jackson, so I mean, she'd have to get up and go to Elbert County or somewhere like that, and you know, it'd be two hours, two and a half hours. And, and knowing her, she's on the road for almost five hours a day, two, three times a week, just something. I just, I'm just not comfortable with that. And, and uh, you know, as my kids transition and they get older, you know, it would be a 20-minute ride down some back roads to get home. And, and, you know, there's just a lot of things that played into it on top of me wanting to, to uh, get into school administration and accomplish some goals I set for myself. And, and uh, you know, being an assistant principal and a principal, those are all in line with with attaining that goal. So, you know, those all, those things all played into it. And uh, you know, I, I've known Mr. Yancey for for a few years. And, and when the, the job came open, I applied for it, and, and uh, you know, kind of went through that interview process, and was very fortunate to get the phone call that I that I got the job. And you know, we've had a few meetings. I've I've only met uh, a few of the coaches head in in person. Um, and uh, but you know we had a Zoom this morning with all the head coaches and just talking about the return to play for Oconee, which is going to be June eighth. And uh, you know I just told them I said I'm ready to meet you guys in person and, and get to work and uh, just work alongside them and just do anything I can to help them. But but uh, you know my wife's job and attaining goals and, and doing all that that's what kind of kind of led to it. Well, I, I definitely understand that. Definitely, I think uh, you know anybody in that position would would think it would be a great great a great move um you know so you know how, how has that transition been going for you so far you know I, i'm pretty sure uh just like me a person who's stepping into a new role where you're trying to learn the people who you're working with and uh, you can't actually do much face-to-face interaction with people everything is on zoom how how has that been for you uh it's been difficult. The uh, you know the good thing is Mr. Gancy, you know, he was the assistant principal athletic director last year, so he's transitioning from that role to the principal's role. So you know he knows that I'm working with Henry through the end of June, and so I'm still full time with them, uh, and, I, and I'm working directly with Mr. Creary and Mr. Shrum trying to get our return to play guidelines up, and we've got a thing set up with Henry later on today with the ads, and and so you know just doing doing that piece has been it's been difficult. Because you know you can't meet with people in person. You have to do everything over the internet. And uh, but um, you know we're we're getting through it, and, and I think everything's going smooth. And uh, you know I just the, the move for us was interesting. We we closed on both houses the same day, and so we had to do a lot of moving the day before over here. And uh, you know when you live somewhere for twelve years, you don't much don't realize how much stuff you have. <laughs> I you know we probably should have just rented up one of those roll off dumpsters to just throw stuff away um, but uh, you know we're just trying to find a place where things go in the new house and, and uh, we'll, we'll be here in Watkinsville for three weeks tomorrow so uh, we're, uh, we're excited about it and we're, we're slowly adjusting and just you know, we're ready for our girls to be able to get out and meet new friends and, and do all that oh, okay 
well um i definitely definitely am happy for you happy for your family uh happy for you know the, the move it sounds like it's it's, it's gonna it's gonna be a great place to rate not only raise your family but also uh you know do great things for for you and, and your endeavors and things that you want to accomplish um moving on to my last question uh, the GHSA has put out its guidelines on returning back to sports, obviously, on June 8th. Uh, is there anything different you guys are doing at Oconee County uh, that will be implemented to add to sports returning? Because I know, although the GHSA has put out their guidelines, um, they have said that, you know, you can't do anything less than what they're doing, but you can add to it. So is there anything that you guys have kind of came to the table with that just said, hey, we're going to do this uh, at a Coney? Not really. Um, you know, there's some, you know, they, they, in their guidelines, they put out some recommendations. Um, and, you know, in our meeting today, you know, the, the guideline, Mr. Yancey sent the guidelines out to the coaches last week. So they had time to look at those and then the, They've had our Oconee guidelines set, so there were just a few clarifying questions. But you know, for the most part, every every sport's got their plan. Uh, you know, we've got an entrance, and in, in, they're going to enter in one spot, they're going to exit out of another. Um, and, and you know, there's just every sport's kind of taking it taking it on, and they've had ownership of it. And we've looked at all their plans and approved them. And, and uh, you know, inside they're going to have to wear masks if they choose to go inside. And uh, that's just one thing that's going. That's just something that's going to have to happen in Oconee. And the coaches understand that, you know, we're in, we're in different times. And, and uh, you know, it was walking through the physical piece, you know, which physicals are extended to June 27th and which ones are not. And, uh, you know, making sure that schools understand that it, that guidance said physicals that work good through the end of the school year are now extended to July 27th. If they got a physical on March 29th, that physical expired on March 29th because April 1st is the date that they go to the end of the year. So it's just clarifying that for all the coaches and making sure that the kids are out there doing the conditioning and doing all this work during phase one are out there. They've got their physical and, you know, everything's, everything's just things done above board. Well, um, definitely, you know, uh, I think everybody in that position is going to have to be very smart. Um, and some, some counters are going back right, uh, right away on June 8th and, some have decided to to wait so uh whatever you know i think each and every county decides to do or school district decides to do uh they gotta they, they gotta be smart about it and uh, i definitely thank you for for coming on on the show and uh from one georgia southern eagle to to the next um you know thanks for coming on and i and uh, i appreciate i'm gonna go ahead and give you a, a shout out on the podcast appreciate you for giving me uh some pictures uh but the pictures that you gave me of the national championships uh, from the 99 and 2000 seasons at Georgia Southern, uh, Coach gave me uh, two pictures that uh, I'm going to actually hang them up on my wall. I'm getting uh, an office together in my, in my house right now. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I tell you, I know you had a, a great time winning that game, but we may have had more fun outside to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Okay, uh, thanks a lot. Oh, that's a wrap for this episode of the Behind the Mark podcast. Thank you to all my listeners out there. I pray that each and every single person that is listening was able to take something from the show that will impact or change their life in some sort of way. Catch you guys on, on my next episode. Thanks. Thanks.